Doug. Hey, Karen. Happy post-birthday. How are you doing? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Still fighting a baby cold, but ready yeah. to soldier on. Yeah, I think I might have um, come down with something through my travel. Um, I've been swabbing for COVID like nobody's business. You sound like you're looking for it. Like you will not uh, rest until you find it. Until I find You've had it. it. You've been there. You're good. Uh, I don't actually know that I've had it. I never actually tested. Um, I, I never actually tested positive. My whole family had it. And you and had I all the COVID-like symptoms. I had like at, for like a day. Mm. for like a day i had the symptoms and then like and then i was fine meanwhile everybody else was like hacking and dying around me but i was like woohoo! but that like was good because then i could like look after them but yeah but i never i never tested positive i didn't feel good for a day hmm. and i was i was gonna go get my covid shot before i traveled my my third booster the, the well, my booster, second yeah. booster um and a flu shot but the the COVID, the vaccine didn't like come in. The day before. <laughs> it so didn't it was, like, arrive. They canceled me. It didn't arrive. So uh, I was like, well, I guess I'm, I guess I'm going without the, I'm going without the, the boost. So I need to do that next, but I want to wait before booking that to make sure that I don't actually have COVID. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. So Smart. It's all very is... complicated. Yeah. There is, there are a lot of moving pieces going on with our health. It really yeah. is. And like this whole post-COVID, it was like weird because like, you know, the last couple of times I've traveled, you know, we traveled through COVID. Um, and I was always, you're like, I was like double masked and I had like, you know, I had like the, I wiped down the seats and the, in the airplane and you know what I mean? I did all those things. And so it was like really weird to like go back to sort of like nobody on the plane is masked. Yeah. Nobody like, you know, and I was just like, I had actually had no idea. I thought we were still, still supposed to be masked. Oh, so like I show up with my like I don't have an N95. I just figured I'll just show up with my regular surgical and then and like nobody and I'm like, well, there's no point in me wearing a mask here because <laughs> because I don't have the N95. And so like and you know, these surgical masks they mean nothing if 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 nobody else is masked. They're all you. just breathing yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, well, guess I'm gonna, you know, just gonna see what happens. I have a question mm -hmm. before we dive into the episode. Who do you think would have handled the pandemic the best and the worst for Melrose Place? Amanda would have been the best. Do you think she would have? Oh, my God. Masked she's so... and cleaned and done all the stuff that they said people to oh, do. Oh, you mean who would have handled it? I thought you meant like oh, who being should sick. have been president. I thought, I thought it was oh. like. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, the, the answer is everyone world, else would have right? been terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, who honestly, I think it would have been Michael because he's a yeah. good doctor. He is a good he's doctor. He's a really good doctor. For all his problems, like any time that he's like had to like show up as a doctor, he's been a really good doctor. Yeah. That's the thing that they, they keep coming back to. That's all they've got with him. Yeah. So I think Michael would have taken the pandemic seriously. And I think he would have been like the goop that the the covid guru he would have been melrose places fauci yeah yeah i think that's a safe bet yeah so good call so hey floral knowledge what number are we on episode 32 of season seven so after tonight almost there three episodes left and like i'm just writing it out at this point 
Okay. I'm not. Okay. I'm not upset. I'm not mad. I like. I'm just. I'm just writing it. it through. Just <laughs> getting to the it. end. <laughs> all right. So here, a couple of observations. All right. The did you notice? Like again, I want to go back. It was something that I complained about. Uh, I don't even remember a, a few episodes ago. Like when exactly it was, but like again, there was something going on with the with the the cinematography with the style of shooting. That was like, what the fuck are they doing? First of all, so much was soft focus. Yeah. It was like a layer of Vaseline on the lens, right? And it really did feel cheap. And then there were other things where it felt like they were using like a fishbowl lens. Did you notice that or was that me? I don't think you're wrong. I just didn't notice it. Okay. I mean, it could just be me being like, you know, tired and slightly ill and just sort of like, maybe, maybe I was like looking at it funny. I like, but don't I even want to give anyone involved that much credit for doing something that might've involved style and thought. It was just like the way. So I was like, again, the way that this was filmed was super, super strange. Um, I thought like this particular episode and also in terms of genre, you know, we've always we've been talking a lot about particularly this season. The show doesn't seem to know what it wants to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that we've I think that that's especially clear in this episode. Like one scene, it's a bad daytime soap. The next scene, it's a bad nighttime soap. And then all of a sudden now we have a sex farce in the middle of all of this. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Although, you know, I have to say the sex farce is kind of a welcome break from all the other bullshit that's going on. I'm actually kind of enjoying it. I guess. I just know I can take fewer notes. Even even though it's ridiculous. (laughs) You know, like, it's so ridiculous. But again, like, it's, it's like, you know, I'm just... It's just a nice break <laughs> from all the other bullshit. Yeah, I guess you're appreciating it more than I am. I just don't care. Okay. So should we even recap this then? Or we no, should... I think we're done. <laughs> Everyone, have a great week. Bye. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll see you next time. <laughs> no, of like, course we'll we'll that? walk you through it. <laughs> All right. So do you want to take it away? Sure. Um, so we are, are have arrived at the cruise part of this storyline. And um, James Darren, who is Tony Marlin, I forget, um, is toasting Amanda on the cruise. Um, and he's like, put your money where your mouth is and find me Eve. And then Eve shows up. And we knew that Peter was coming with Eve on this cruise, but they didn't know. They and they're both know. shocked to see Peter and... So this is where we start to see even more so that Tony is really like a sleazy bad guy. Um, And he goes, I'm not going to have her in the sack looking over my shoulder or anything with Peter hovering. So he's not dissuaded by the fact that Eve is married and that the husband is on this ship. He is just um, slightly bothered by the fact because he still plans to make Eve his latest conquest, even though Tony, too, is a married man. Um, And Amanda is essentially her pimp. So Amanda, who just six months earlier or whatever, had that whole storyline about like, you know, women supporting other women in the workplace is now doing everything she can first with Jane and now especially with Eve um, to, to whore them out for any client she can. And 
then we are back on dry land because Ryan is on the phone talking to Aunt Terry. Um, Good old Aunt Terry. Who is mad that Ryan didn't put his daughter Sarah on the flight back because remember in the last episode they were like, no, let Sarah stay here and you're going to fight for full custody and we're all going to be a unit here in LA and stay a unit. So Terry is mad and she's like, send her home now. And meanwhile, um, Megan puts Sarah to bed and she's got this smile on her face. Like we've got this instant family going on. If only Terry would just duck out of it, it would be fine. And Megan and Ryan are like pretty much back on solid ground. They kiss and seems like everything is fine with them, which means we need yet another new obstacle to come. And I think we see what that new obstacle will be by the end of this episode or by the middle of this episode. Um, and then Kyle is at the construction site, which is the house he plans to move into when it's ready solo now that he and Amanda are done. And Jane drives over to him um, and he says, Amanda, and and he are completely over. And he's like, but what's going on between us? And Jane is like, you tell me. And instead of actually having a conversation, she just walks away and drives off, leaving him to brood again. Because we have to kill a whole another episode to like figure out what's going on with Jane and Kyle. Even though the show has already been telling us for what's weeks going what's on been Jane going on. <laughs> So all that before the credits, guys. After the cold open, um, Sarah and Megan are on a playground, and she's asking if uh, Sarah is asking if Megan and Ryan are going to get married, and Megan's like, "Well, we were, and now I don't know." But like, Sarah likes Megan and wants her to be her stepmom. And then Ryan shows up, and Sarah runs to Ryan, and then all of a sudden she screams and starts running away, like Michael Myers is coming, and it's. <laughs> A cop and, like, a children's advocate or something show up because Terry has, like, called them on poor Sarah. Um, so they take her away to this, like, special center, which is basically, like, ice for kids in the 90s or something. I guess so, yeah. But, I mean, would that have happened? I don't think so. They I don't think like, they have the rights to do that. I don't think they can. Like, I don't think this woman can be, like, take it away from her father. Like, you know, like, they would have to go to court. They would, right? Like, you can't just, like... Come in and take a kid? No, unless there's something that she has full custody right now and Ryan can't be with her. Like, well, I don't case, think so. I don't think, like, these strangers can just take a little girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in which case, like, they should have arrested Ryan for kidnapping and then put the child in on ice. Right, uh-huh. right. On ice. Right. On ice. Um... And so this is the part of the episode I think you like. We hear a bunch of sex noises coming from Lexi and Michael. And they they raid the fridge because they've probably been going at it for like 24 hours straight. Um, and then finally... I just thought this was really fun. I, I'm like, whatever with this. You know, if it was Michael and someone else, maybe I'd think it was more fun. I don't know. Um, if Lexi was just doing... Michael and like not doing anything else in any other storyline I think I also would be like all right that's fine because they don't have a problem on this show sidelining Jane all the way over and having her do as little as possible but I want them to do that with Lexi give her one storyline not four at a time that is true 
But I guess she was our new Amanda, right? Like, I mean, she's in Amanda's apartment. She and Michael are doing it in Amanda's old bedroom. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's a knock at the door. And it's Julie, her assistant from um, the one who used to be Amanda's, but she was a narc. And, and now she's at uh, Sterling Conway. Right. And... She lets her know what's going on. Amanda has dropped half her clients and fired half her staff, including Jane. And it's funny here because even Michael has something to say in defense of Jane and against Amanda. Um, and uh, so Julie tells um, Lexi that, yeah, and Amanda's really going after this cruise line. So now, like, Lexi has also set her sights on this. So it can really take Amanda down. Not even like about bolstering her own company because she never seems to be there or have a problem uh, keeping it afloat. I don't know what's going on with advertising that Amanda has this issue, but Lexi does not. Um, <laughs> Lexi who never seems to work. Yeah. Or have any background or any relationships with any clients, but okay, fine. Okay. Um, so Lexi is also going to set her sights on... Um, Whatever the I don't remember the name of the cruise, but Tony's cruise line. Um, and we're back on the cruise, and they're rehearsing the commercial. And Peter and Amanda are like off to the side watching, and it's Eve and an actor. And then Tony doesn't like what's going on supposedly, so he steps in to show the actor how it's done, and he gives a big kiss to Eve. Uh, and she's like kind of taken aback. I guess she felt it was an amazing kiss. It just looked fine. Um, I mean, it kind of looked gross, but whatever. it kind of looked like Grandpa. Yeah. Kissing us, you know what I mean? It was really kind of um and then we're back with Megan and Sarah, excuse me, Megan and Ryan talking about Sarah. Um and then it gets mildly interesting because a lawyer comes by and there's a new development. There are charges of physical abuse. And I thought what they were gonna say was that Terry had said that manufactured a complaint saying that Ryan had somehow abused Sarah. But no, Sarah is saying that Aunt Terry hits her. So yeah. Ryan says he's going to straighten this out. And I'm like, I know for a fact she does. I'm sure. I know it. I was like, go, I was like, go kid, go. Go yeah. kid, go. Like, yeah, I, I was, was like, like smartest right. one on the show if it's false. <laughs> and also if it's true, still smartest one on the show. <laughs> like, girl, the child knows how to get shit done. Yeah. Yeah, took certain, yeah, actually, Lexi could take notes from her. Maybe that's mm -hmm. why she wants to spend more time with her. Um, so we're back on the cruise, and Peter and Amanda have been spending more time together. Um, Eve is hanging out in the pool with Tony, and he's really laying it on. She's, they, you know, he's, like, poured champagne for her. Um, and then Peter shows up. He tells Eve to get out of the pool. Uh, and while Eve is doing that, instead of just walking away, then he pushes Tony into the pool. So now Eve is mad at Peter, and she's like, he was just giving me pointers, and he calls her naive. Um, and, you know, he basically intimates that Tony was going to sleep, or that she was getting ready to sleep with Tony. So she slaps him. So Peter walks out. Um, and then Amanda comes in, and Eve seems, like, really taken with him. Now, the thing is, like, Eve is supposedly drunk in the scene which means her guard is down and the truth comes out. So she is saying, like, whatever magic spell Tony has cast, she is under it. I don't know what that spell could really be, but it's enough to show that, like, whatever was good between Peter and Eve seems to rapidly be dissolving. Right. Um, Gee, kind of like Amanda and Kyle. You very, you, maybe not as quickly as Amanda and Kyle, but yeah. Um Amanda tells her to sleep it off and she sort of like sort of like shakes her head and walks it off or walks away. 
Um, but I mean, Amanda right now is getting what she wants with her focus fully being on her company and keeping Tony happy at all costs. We'll see what the costs continue to add up to. Um, so tell me if you're still enjoying this. Michael wakes up and Lexi isn't in bed. And then she comes in wearing some new lingerie because she has this <laughs> new plan. She is going to land the account because she's going to schedule a meeting with Tony, who she doesn't know is on the cruise. And she'll give him what he wants. And then she'll sign him over to Sterling Conway. And Michael hears this and he's kind of like put off by it, but also like not really because it's Michael. He's just, you know, not getting everything he wants all the time. And then, yeah, I mean, I thought it was, I mean, I think Lexi's behavior with, I'm going to seduce the cruise man, the wealthy cruise man into giving me his account is just stupid. It's like, totally I think stupid. that's stupid, but I just kind of like, like her and Michael just romping around. I like the no shame portion of the two of them. The thing is, if yeah. Lexi could just be a person instead of like every uh, every storyline's go-to villain who has to announce her villainy all the time, I'd be right. cool with it. If it's just like, yep, we've seen Lexi and she's been okay. We've seen Lexi be awful. And now Lexi is just still living at Melrose Place and she and Michael are going at it. Fine, fine. The Lexi and Michael stuff doesn't bother me. The fact that, Le I mean, like, it amuses me. But the fact that then I have to like also contend with Lexi doing all this other horrible stuff, uh, although not the most horrible one in this episode, uh, I'm kind of like, uh, I just don't care. It doesn't entertain me. Right. But the Lexi and Michael stuff, I wish Michael had more to do, but he's as good doing it with Lexi as he is with anyone left on the canvas. Right. So Amanda is like lightly lecturing Peter about what he did last night, pushing Tony in the pool. Um, and he announces like he needs to be away a little bit. So he's going to spend his day in one of like the, the, the day ventures out on the Island off the boat. And as he leaves, Tony comes over and says he wants Amanda off the boat with him. Um, and then Eve comes over and apologizes and he tells Eve, oh, yes, Peter is on the dock because he's going to go to the island and tell him that he should be back at seven, that the boat comes back at seven. So she leaves and Amanda sees through this and says, what time does the launch really come back? And he goes 5 p.m. And she's like, OK, she doesn't do anything. Um, and at this point, it's almost like a completely different show. Right. Like the plotting here, the whole schematic feel of it, we're like, we can chart what the next 10 steps in every storyline are going to be. And then they don't even bother deviating from it in any kind of twist. It's just, it's just a different show than it was before. But yeah, Amanda's going to be on the island with Peter. So they will be off the boat so that Tony can have his way with Eve. Um, and, and before they do go Eve does find Peter and she apologizes to him and he's like we repeat this cycle a lot don't we and he's like still pissy the way Peter kind of used to be before he was warm in the mm -hmm. middle of the season and now that is done now he's not totally wrong but he's not really right right um and now Terry has arrived in Los Angeles and I'm surprised that there wasn't an immediate earthquake the second she touched down. But um, <laughs> she knocks on Ryan's door. Ryan isn't there, but Megan is there and Megan answers. And that's when Ryan comes home and she's very upset about these charges that Sarah made. And she says she never hurt her. Um, 
And once she says that again, I know that she's lying. Like I know, I know that Sarah is telling the truth about Aunt Terry being terrible. Um, and she says, "Why would I do this? I've given my whole life up for her." That sort of thing. Blah blah blah. Um, so, by the way, Jane has a, a new job since getting fired, and she's—I'm not sure that? doing what. She's like managing a flower shop, but it's like a flower shopping center, or she's like directing parking. I'm not really sure what she's doing. She's like standing out front in the parking lot, and she's either like managing deliveries and coordinating fulfillment, or like, or she's like a meter maid. Like I don't really know what she's doing. Right. But something that makes us sound like. It's a departure from what she had done career-wise, but um, not not necessarily a come down in her mind. I don't know. I mean, she's still got the beach house, and like she's still a fashion designer. Like she can still design clothes, but but whatever. So she's currently working in some regard with uh, this a flower shop. I don't know. Yeah, um, that was weird because it was it was also sort of came out of nowhere. Like was what like, was that? All of a sudden, it came out of nowhere. It was, like her yeah, job. Yeah, like all these other people stumble and stumble. Um, well, and, and, unless Amanda hires them, but um, but yeah, Jane is like, "Yep, I was down, but I was not out because I got hired yeah. to do this okay. thing that we're not going to actually describe and isn't immediately recognizable as a career." But okay, yeah, she fine. just has a clipboard and there are some flowers around, and she's like, "I'm a manager." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, how'd you even find this job? But that's, I guess, how we get to um, floral knowledge, which I'm not yeah. sure if it's something that she's picking up on the job or, or already had when she applied. But yeah, which also, like, that's a riff on the carnal knowledge title, but, like, make it rhyme if it's going to be stupid. But yeah. anyway, um, so couple of, the point is Kyle is there, and, and now he is all in on Jane and has completely forgotten about uh, Amanda and is ready to move on with, with Jane doesn't want to blow it. And so they kiss and I guess they're sort of an official thing now. I guess. Um, but there's more there. Um, meanwhile, Peter and Amanda are on their Island away from the boat and he's complaining and she's strategizing. So she orders tequilas for the two of them. Um, and back in LA, Lexi is practicing a striptease at night in her office <laughs> with a boombox, with a very 90s boombox going on, and she's just doing her thing. And who should walk in? We know it's not Tony, because he is otherwise engaged and nowhere near LA. Tony's wife. And she's how onto she... her. Okay, how did... Okay, so many questions. How did well, Lexi get into the office? It's clearly after hours. Was I'm sure I thought there? Lexi was at Sterling Conway, her own office. Oh, I thought she was at the cruise guy's office. I don't think so. I think she was at her own having arranged this meeting, and she left a voicemail oh. saying, come meet me at blah, blah, blah time. The black condor flies at midnight, or whatever it was. But I don't think it was mysterious, because the wife caught the voicemail. Um, and your question about security remains, because somehow the wife still got into the building and up to the floor and everything. Um, and uh, so then she's like, I'm on to her and I know my husband has affairs. And while she's delivering this speech, she starts taking the coat that Lexi had been wearing to mask like the lingerie when she was out in public, I guess. And she starts like taking a knife and slicing the buttons off the coat one by one, which isn't really intimidating, but 
you know, casts a vibe of some sort. Um, and then she finally turns the music off in the boombox and says, look, ever since uh, Viagra, she doesn't name Viagra. I think she just says since like the sex pill, um, yeah, the sex pill he's been having yeah. affairs. Now, in <laughs> fairness, this is like within the, the first year of Viagra becoming a drug on the market. Oh um, <laughs> and then she takes out a gun. And so she's yeah. the hero of the episode. Right. And she's she threatens to shoot Lexi, but then she fires. And of course, it's not really a gun. It's it's, it's actually just a lighter. Yeah. Um. So bullet dodged. Literally, I guess not literally, sort of, sort of. Literally. <laughs> um. So we had the chance to be rid of Lexi and we're not. And as we're going to find out shortly, Lexi doesn't even take the hint from from this violent threat. Meanwhile. Tony himself comes to seduce Eve. Eve doesn't realize that Peter hasn't made it back in time. So she's ready to be with Peter for the night. And Tony comes and he tells her, and they're, they're talking and he can tell, he tells her that he knows she isn't ready, but she will be. And there is plenty of time. I guess he thinks he's being slick. Meanwhile, by now, Peter and Amanda know that they have missed the boat. Um, Amanda Literally. knew it all along. Uh, so they check in to some like local island hotel, and and Peter is blaming Eve for this turn of events. Um, and they say goodnight. Amanda goes into her room, but she's like just standing on the other side of the door, thinking about Peter, practically in heat. And Peter goes to his door, and then he almost goes. He does turn around and walks across the hall to her door, but thinks better of it before he knocks to go inside. He turns around at the last second and she's still been hanging on the door. Um, so they're both feeling something again together. Uh, and then next morning, they're trying to get back um, either to the boat or, or to LA or whatever, but they can't get a flight off the island for a week. Not like that day, but for a week. Meanwhile, while he's yelling at the poor guy at the hotel... Amanda has been able to find out that the boat will circle around the next night so they can get back on the boat like 36 hours from them. And the concierge hears this and he's like, great. Well, since you're stuck in town, my daughter's getting married tonight. So come to the wedding. So they're going to come to the wedding. And Megan is walking into Melrose and she has uh, one of the like old school cell phones. Cause we're like one or two years prior to like everyone having normal looking cell phones still. And, and she's uh, getting instructions about where to pick up the film that has been shipped from the shoot on the boat. And of course, Lexi is just standing on her little deck area with the open window, just feet above Megan. And she hears this. So we see that she's going to now be plotting about this too. Uh, Megan then walks in on Ryan and Terry, who appear to be getting along. And then we find the, new, uh, the news that she is going to take a leave of absence and stay with Ryan and Sarah for the summer. So Terry and Sarah are going to be staying in Ryan's bedroom and Ryan's going to be taking the couch. What? But yeah, exactly. that's apparently the plan. I mean, isn't there isn't there like space to rent at Melrose Place? Um, is there? Is there? I feel like there have been open apartments all year long, but I don't know for sure. I feel like there's another one on the upstairs, at least, where Joe had, where uh, Billy and Brooke had lived, and Amanda at one point, excuse me, Allison, I think, 
No, Allison's old friend, the chef, I think had lived. Okay. It was Billy. It was Billy. Anyway, point and, is, yeah, yes, so, wait, there's, there's other, gotta be. The, yeah, like yeah. that. That was my first thought. Was wait, there isn't an empty apartment she can move yeah. into. <laughs> and then, like the child services lady who doesn't say a word comes back and drops Sarah off and walks away. <laughs> so Sarah is back and you like think, unbothered by sign? all of this. Don't you have to sign for something when that? Happens? I mean, doesn't <laughs> something have to be a bit more official here? Is there some sort of report or agreement? I don't know. Oh, God. And... Oh, so then... Um, I guess Sarah apologizes to Terry now that she sees her face-to-face. And she says, I just wanted you to see that Ryan wasn't so bad. Um, and Terry is, like, singing a different tune and being really positive and clingy around Ryan. And I think Megan sees it. Did you see it? I definitely saw it. Yeah, and we'll see a bit more of it uh, to come. Um, and then Jane, in like the most standalone story of all, Jane comes home to a bunch of rose petals, and uh, they're first, you know, just lining the floor, and then it's plenty of flowers. And apparently what happened is Kyle ordered all these flowers for some seduction scene at Jane's house from Jane's flower shop interesting because she says something about like so you're the person who bought out the store and at first they meant oh did someone buy the store and is she unemployed again no kyle just ordered all the flowers so it's sweet it's romantic this whole thing you know is more than a little rushed and it's also like not at all the side of kyle we've ever seen yeah i mean the whole thing makes absolutely no sense talk about rushed indeed the other thing through this whole thing, all I kept thinking about is who is going to clean up the who's going to clean this mess up? Oh, totally. Who's going to like, I just saw all of those rose petals and there were a lot of them all on the floor leading to the bedroom. I was like, Jesus Christ, where's the dustpan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely a lot to clean up and throw out. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um. Oh, and then they start kissing and. Uh, I guess they define their relationship because they're like, they'll be best friends who have sex every night and have sex like it is the first time. And then they have sex for the first time. Um, So they're a thing. Fine. Great. I like the two of them. It was cuter when they were a couple in real life. Um, I like the idea of them, but it feels like this is like a soulless kind of relationship. I don't mean like, I don't mean like these are, they are soulless people, but it's like, I, there's, there's nothing to this. Well, me. and the thing is, they wasted so much time with this season in terms of, like, Amanda and Kyle only to have this happen. And, like, now and they're also like with Jane and Michael. Towards a, yeah, and they're, now they're speeding towards a relationship yeah. between Kyle and Jane when they could have, you know, they didn't have to drag out all of the bullshit between Jane and Michael and Kyle and Amanda. They could have actually given us a little bit more of this new relationship yeah Yeah. um you know we could have broken up everybody up earlier and pushed this relationship forward earlier so that it wouldn't just sort of come out of nowhere yeah and it does it's you know if this were a daytime soap and it were not a show that was uh, on its last legs they would have just written these two out yeah because there's nothing going on with either of them and they don't factor into anyone else's storylines yeah um, so good that. for them. <laughs> we don't, but we don't get that. But they don't give that to us. No. no. 
Um, okay, so Amanda and Peter are at this wedding, and he is still sulky, and Amanda is actually smiley for once. Like, she looks happy. I don't know if she's looked happy all season. Maybe in the last two seasons. Um, and, like, one of the guests, not realizing that they're not technically a couple, tells Peter that he should dance with Amanda, and Peter's like, no, and then the guy calls him a dud. So then he takes Amanda to the dance floor, because, you know, that'll show him. That's what little fire under him. Uh, while that is happening, Eve comes to Tony on the boat to tell him that she can't do anything with him, but then he pulls her into a kiss, and then he tells her what she didn't know, which is that Amanda has a million dollars riding on her, that this whole account and this whole commercial is contingent on Tony being satisfied with Eve, and that includes Tony having sex with Eve. So then she becomes like prison Eve, and tell me, does she grab his dick? Does she grab his, oh, like, twist his, his arm? Oh, she did. She okay. She grabbed him oh, by yeah. the balls. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. She got him by the balls. Oh, yeah. Vice grip. Um, and, like, threatens him. Like, it's tough talk that because we know she's from prison sounds legit. But if I ever heard someone just say that out of the blue, I'd probably laugh at them in the face. Um, <laughs> and But then Tony shows his true colors because he's like, oh, never mind. You're not my type. And he goes away. Well, yeah. he doesn't go away because first he says that Amanda arranged for... Uh, everything that happened with Peter being off the boat, Um, which is exactly the trigger that Eve needs to really start reconsidering everything. Um, Also, like, Tony is a shithead in a thousand different ways, but what he said here wasn't wrong, because it was true. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then Amanda and Peter go back to her hotel room after their evening at the wedding, and this time he does come in and he closes the door and they kiss and he takes her to bed. So that's that. We are moving on and and getting closer to the finish line now. The next morning she wakes up. Uh, he's already dressed, but she has full makeup on. Um, and they try and figure out what they are now. And she's like, you know, Kyle always accused me of never being over you. And he's like, uh, I can't do this. I have to go back. I've chartered a plane to L.A. Yeah, he is not happy. No, but he's not, most of all, not happy with himself. But also, there's things he doesn't know that have been going on behind his back, too. But also, Peter, you were unfaithful now, so there's that. Um, And then Megan goes to pick up the film, and of course it has already been picked up. Uh, And then we cut to Lexi in the hospital with a cap on, a baseball cap on for disguise, brings it to Michael, because they're going to look at the film in the x-ray room at the hospital. So then Michael is also kind of sulky and he asks if she slept with Tony and she says no, which is true. Um, and then she starts stripping in the hospital and um, and then she and Michael go at it again in the x-ray room. I'm sorry, which are I love we this. beyond I love are, these two. <laughs> are we beyond the plot of like Michael is still trying to win Megan back? I think I think we're done with that. Now it's just this has led Michael to be with Lexi. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I like so. you know, literally dropping everything at the drop of a hat. Whatever. Fine. Fine. It's fun. The Michael Lexi part is cool. It's everything else Lexi again. Um, and there's still going to be more there. Um, meanwhile, we have a nice scene, sort of. Ryan and Sarah are at Jane's beach house, and Kyle is there. And Ryan remarks how cozy Kyle and Jane look, and it's nice because. I like the idea of like 
Kyle and Jane and Ryan and Megan even being like a connected unit of two couples. Um, it's just, you know, there's no spark. Um, and it happened too fast. So then Terry starts asking Jane how long Megan and Ryan have been a couple. And Jane says, like, I don't know, a year and a half, which like it's been like three months. Is this how much time is supposed to have gone by per season? I guess. But but so Jane says this and and Terry is trying to see if he's really happy. And then Megan shows up and she's annoyed about this film that has been lost. Um, and she sees Terry kind of hanging on Ryan. And uh, I think Jane asks Megan if she likes her or something like that. Because Jane has caught some Terry vibes about her overstepping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens there. And then at LAX, Tony has come back from the boat. Uh, he gets in his limo, and Lexi is there in new lingerie. It's like sparkly blue lingerie. Um, and, oh, is that lingerie or just a really bad dress? Uh, it could have been a dress, short or short dress, right? Very short dress. Oh, actually, yeah, it is because right after this is when she starts seducing him again, or uh, for the first time in person, I guess, and. She does like the Sharon Stone thing where she crosses her legs and and she you know she lays it on. She's like, I think we should arrange some time. Um, keep me in mind for a backup position. And he's like, Well, you've got my attention, and then she gets out of the back of the limo and goes away. So she might actually be making a successful play for him, and could that actually be enough to sink Amanda's company? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but back on the cruise, Amanda knocks on Eve's door and Eve says she knows Amanda was whoring her out and, uh, and Amanda doesn't deny it. She doesn't lie. She goes, Eve, you have to understand my position. So she's acknowledging (laughs) it. And, and then Eve puts a hand around Amanda's throat and threatens her. Um, and it doesn't get any worse than that because then and then like she like lets her go um and and amanda and she backs off and we do like a slow fade out on amanda because it seems like she's kind of losing everything quickly um and for once i think eve is not wrong Mm -mm. so the main thing that's it for the episode the main thing is now we're going to see what happens next with both amanda and peter and also with amanda and Eve, if Eve is going to view her as a rival uh, slash Pip. Yeah, so. well, you know, Eve has become, in this one episode, has become like, like she just, we've never seen the sort of like jailbird Eve, right? Like she is, she is like bone thugs in harmony at this <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah. You know, right? I mean, like, because it was all of a sudden I was like, "Whoa, what happened here?" Which I guess makes sense because I guess this whole does, time I was wondering how she survived. Right? Yeah. How did this person, who is kind of weak and a little stupid and very naive, survive prison? Well, now we know. Yeah, like the side we've seen has been like contrite and insecure and worried about her past, but but yeah, now we have to see the prison side of Eve. Yeah. And and she badass. Yeah, and it was unleashed at the right time, like for the right reason, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. And did she threaten to cut Amanda's head off or or Tony's head off? I don't remember, but I do remember her saying she was going to cut somebody's head off. 
I thought she said she's lucky to Amanda that I don't cut your head off. Okay, okay, that's what, okay. I, I thought, like, she, she relinked, said... like, she lets her go, and she's like, you're lucky I don't cut your head off. Right, and you know what? I honestly thought she would have cut her head off. And that would have been a great way to end the series. <laughs> that would have been, you know, and, like... All, in all, like, the season enders that, like, people talk about, that nothing, something that no one saw coming. <laughs> Would have been that, yeah. You know, just, like, put her head on a post outside Melrose Place and uh, Fate to Black. Oh, God. Three more episodes. Yeah, home stretch, guys. I, I hope that this doesn't mean that we don't get any more like sex farce with Michael and Lexi. Because I, I was really can't believe we're, I can't believe we're done there. But I don't remember. It's amazing how much I don't remember from this season. Really? It's amazing how much I was just like, this doesn't deserve room in my brain. You just pushed it out. <laughs> I really think I did. Ugh. So that was the episode, guys. Bear with us. Just a couple more episodes left. Uh, and let us know if you're enjoying it any more than we are. I just can't believe that we're just almost at the end. But doesn't it feel like we've said goodbye to the real Melrose so long ago? Oh, just, yeah, back yeah. in season three or whatever. Like, we're just yeah. like, not that we're phoning it in on our end, but that the show is just a different viewing experience. Yeah, it really is. And it's painful. And it's it, and it's one of those, you know, it, it reminds me why I just, you, like, why I just peter out with shows, you know, that I've really loved and enjoyed. And then all of a sudden I just stop watching them. And I guess this is the reason. Yeah, they don't always go the way of this show. I know, but a lot of times they do. And that's why, like, with Stranger Things, which we have talked about on on um, on Hollywood Boulevard, like, I was so surprised. And, like, I really came in watching the last Stranger Things episode kind of kicking and screaming because I was I hated the, the one prior so much. And I thought, well, they're blowing this series that I loved so much. And then they just brought it back. They brought it back this this past season. Yeah, and I was they, and they that's rare. A lot of thought. Now, okay, that's rare. To uh, to Melrose's credit, they brought it back in like season five, right? They they jumped off the deep end in season four, and then they took it in a new direction in season five. They they got a bit more serious. They got a bit more nighttime soap and a bit less campy, and that was a deliberate thing. But then. Half of the cast jumped ship, and the writing got lazy, and and then we just eventually got to where we are now. Yeah, yeah, and now and now here we are. And now here we go, because we're we're Whew. this is over. This podcast for tonight. So you guys be good. Happy October. We'll be back for the third to last recap of Melrose Place next week when we are back on the block. Bye.